0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Broadcast News for March 31st. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today are my two wonderful co-hosts. Fresh back from her pursuit of manifest destiny is Miss Tiffany B.
1: Hello.
0: And our sparkling ray of sunshine, it's Dan.
2: Ladies.
0: Thank you all for joining us. Like I said, this is Broadcast News for March 31st. If you ever want to reach out to us, you can do so by finding us on Facebook at the League of Nonsensical Gamers shooting us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com, joining us over at the BGG Guild number 2077, or finding us on lovely places like Twitter and Instagram. So we have an awesome show lined up. We've got some news stories, we have some Kickstarter spotlight, and we've got some League news. Without further ado, let's jump right in. All right, everyone. Our first news story is a correction from a previous news story that we reported on. We re- we recently talked about Stronghold Games and kind of what's going on with them. And we mentioned, I mentioned, that Stephen Bonacore had left his job in corporate America. That is not entirely accurate. I'm going to go ahead and read a statement of what is actually happening with Mr. Bonacore. He says, I am planning my exit strategy from my 30-plus year career in corporate America. I'm hoping to accomplish this in 2016, which would enable me to run Stronghold Games full-time. Please wish me good luck. So he hasn't quite left his job yet. Um, I had reported that he had and was running Stronghold Games full-time. Not entirely accurate, but hopefully uh, Stephen Bonacore will be able to pursue Stronghold Games, his passion project, and his game company full-time sometime this year. So we do wish him luck uh, and look forward to what's coming out from his company this year. Moving forward, our first big chunk of news is going to be chatting about what's good from Gamma 2016, which recently ended. So, first up, we're going to chat about Tesla versus Edison, the Powering Up expansion. Now, I have not played this game, but how are you two feeling about an expansion to this electrifying experience? <laughs> was that good? Did I pitch it well? That was
1: great, actually. Um, when I played this, I didn't really like it, so I'm not super keen on an expansion. But it's dry enough for Dan, so take it away. <laughs>
2: we, yeah, we talked about this, I guess, after Gen Con. When we first played it, when it was released, uh, we talked about it in depth in our kind of recap. So if you want to hear my full thoughts, go back to that episode from last August, I guess it would be, but, um, the game is interesting. Um, it's a bit long and as Tiff mentioned, it's very dry. So it's, it's right up my alley. I had a couple of thoughts on it. I remember having to do with some of the, just the interaction and it, it ran really long. Which was, I think, one of the biggest downsides for me because it got very samey after a while. But uh, all in all, I thought the game was pretty, pretty solid mechanically speaking. This new expansion is going to add a six-player, which I have zero, absolute no interest in adding any more players to this game. My, my, I've played it at five, which was the current max player count, and that was a long night of gaming. Um, it's I don't think it needs a six player. I don't know what they're thinking here, but maybe people have requested it. I don't know. Um, It's also going to add headquarters for each of your companies. So for anyone who doesn't know Tesla versus Edison, you are basically engaged in the war of currents and you're trying to produce and generate electricity you know faster and better than your opponents it's essentially a stock market game so and they're gonna have like historical events that you respond to and then they're gonna also add in um they're gonna add some ladies so this obviously interests me uh seven historical ladies <laughs> i don't ladies, think that's so the reason better.
1: it's supposed to interest you dan
2: <laughs> what uh, intelligent women that's like my favorite okay. thing all right nice save <laughs> it's so they're they're gonna uh yeah they're adding in um, female entrepreneurs, pioneers, entrepreneurs. Man, I'm talking. I'm speaking like Matt Riddle now. <laughs> Put it in your tableau with your entrepreneurs. In your tableau. Um, in your tableau with your entrepreneurs. Uh <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Love you. Um, so yeah, the, it's going to add in some some lady characters to the um, already male dominant field. And then they're also redoing the solo mode, which, again, doesn't interest me in the least. But any of you solo gamers out there, good luck. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm not entirely sure this is a a must-have for me. Uh, I thought the base game was fine as is. Again, I wouldn't play it again with probably more than four. Having a six-player interests me very, very, very,
0: very, very little. All right. Well, let's talk about another game that may interest all of us, Uh, and speaking of Matt Riddle and his partner in crime, Mr. Ben Pinchback, the Back to the Future card game was talked about some more. That is coming out soon from those two designers, IDW Games and Pandasaurus Games. The two- to four-player card game where you are trying to uh, take the DeLorean and jump around the timeline and repair what's gone wrong. How are we feeling about that? Everyone's excited?
1: Woohoo! I, I love back to the future and i love matt riddle that Pitchback, so you really can't go wrong with this right
0: i i don't
2: think so yeah damn yeah i'm looking forward to checking it out um <laughs> i talked to who did i talk to i don't know who i talked to but it was supposed to be out march 18th and as you may have noticed it's not i think they're gonna have it out in early april so note to publishers stop putting release dates on things and then not meeting them <laughs>
0: <laughs> well story of the hobby Next up, we've got Chronicles. This has a one in the title. Is that right? Chronicles 1 Origins. Like, it's, I guess, because it's the first title. The new legacy-style game that will cross several titles. This is a Euro-style uh, legacy game. I know, Dan, you've heard some mixed reviews on this one, right?
2: Yeah, I, we saw it at BGG Con. They had it out for early kind of testing and uh, display. And, yeah, the people I talked to were, were on the fence. On whether or not the game itself could carry the title I think is what the concern was there was there was theme. obviously it's got Rob Davio involved and um, Dirk Niemeyer who else just uh, who designed Tesla versus Edison which we just talked about. but there was yeah there was discussion whether the the mechanical backbone of it was interesting enough to kind of carry mm-hmm. those looking for a bit more meat to their storytelling game. Um, so but it's an interesting concept. It's different from the rest of the legacy games where this is actually going to go game to game as opposed to just keeping all the systems within one box. Um, This is going to branch into new boxed games. So they're hoping to kind of drag out your legacy experience a little longer. So that'll be interesting to see how they've done that and whether they can kind of keep it interesting across the board
0: yeah yeah moving forward something that tiff just two of tiff's favorite things star trek and vlada chivado oh uh how are you feeling about star trek frontiers gang this is the mage knight reskin with star trek
1: i've always been curious about mage knight but i never really had what it takes to jump into it Uh, when i was going through my big solo gaming Thing when I first started gaming, it was on the list to check out, but just looked kind of fiddly and scary, and <laughs> I didn't want to do it. So, this might be enough to get me to maybe try it, but me and Vlada don't always get along very well, and I have a hard time getting through his rule books. So, I don't know, it makes me nervous, but I love that there are so many Star Trek things coming out.
0: Yeah, I can't wait till Star Trek Tosh <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to like this game, <laughs> and because it plays one player, I might actually be able to play it.
0: Dan, would you go for Star Trek over Mage Knight? You already own Mage Knight. No, I have. Yeah, I have. I feeling. have zero
2: interest in the Star Trek IP. um I'm not. I never watched the show. I don't really have interest in it. I'm a Star Wars guy. If I had to choose between the two, or a Firefly guy, or a Battlestar Galactica guy, I all those space things trump
0: star trek for me sorry tiff (laughs) (laughs) i'm just so sad for dan Eh.
1: it's okay don't apologize to me it's dan who's missing out here i don't think so i'll be okay i think you are i think there are a lot of people that would agree with me
0: i'm sure there are clearly the thing that will that will entice dan is to slap star trek onto castle panic right that'll get him (laughs)
1: because
0: that's also coming out i'm
1: okay with that too honestly i love castle panic i know it's pretty basic and and whatever but I like it I think it's fun I'm gonna buy it
2: there hasn't been a board game yet that has captured the tower defense like a video game could do or even a a free-to-play app so I just
0: I avoid them I have no interest
1: in video games
0: well one that toes the line between something Dan is interested in and something Dan doesn't care about are the TMNT Dice Masters box announced and shown off Dan loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Dan does not care about Dice Masters Um, the real question is they decided that to make their eight versus eight teams, because you have to have eight characters on each side, instead of making eight villains and eight heroes, they would just duplicate Master Splinter and let him fight for both sides. That's the, that's the uproar that's going on on BGG right now. And I do think that's a little silly. You couldn't find one more bad guy. Yeah. What's the IP? Is this off the current,
2: is it off the Nickelodeon series? Is it off the IDW comics? Because I know IDW the comics, they've actually introduced new like bad guys that to the TMNT universe, like that weren't in the previous um, original
0: Eastman and Laird comics. It's not the board game IP it, that it's not that series of comics, which was that who's is that Miller? Is that the grittier? No, it's Eastman and Laird. Eastman Eastman. Is there a new comic that's a little IDW like
2: restarted the franchise? And they've kind of taken it in a different direction. Like they've changed a little bit of the origin story and they've added new bad guys and they've added
0: worse art. <laughs> well, it might be off of that one. then. Now,
2: I Looking at the box, this looks like the Nickelodeon um, IP, which would make sense for like a kids property. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that cartoon plays out as far as. You know, truth to this, the original storyline or the original cartoon for that matter. So, I'm not sure. I, I will probably pick this up though. Okay, get up. I have no interest in Dice Masters, so um, did that, tried it. It was, it was cool. I like, you know, but anything that's collectible now is just kind of it takes a hit in my book because
0: I just well, that's what I like about it because it's self contained, everything's in the box, there's no other Ninja Turtle stuff, so you can just get it and play it. So,
2: yeah, for people who like Dice Masters, that's cool. Uh,
0: some other games, cool innovations from Mystic Veil, AEG's card crafting game. You may have heard about this. This is a game that is deck building, but it's also card building. You are buying abilities and cards and adding them to sleeves to create new cards and things like that. Uh, in terms of the gameplay, I mean, it's just going after victory points and comboing and things like that. So, I think the real innovation here is this whole card crafting in the in the game sleeves kind of thing. Um, Sounds interesting, but could potentially be a gimmick. I'm not sure where you guys fall on that kind of thing.
1: I mean, it's it's not my cup of tea, but I I wonder about the whole gimmick thing. I I feel like it's kind of a gimmick, just not knowing anything about it. That's what I would say.
0: (laughs) I just want to know what happens when one of your sleeves breaks, because that happens to me all the time.
1: What are you doing to your sleeves? Well, you know,
0: if you love Mystic Veil and you play it enough, what if you what if you bust up your sleeves? <laughs> what if you Maybe play you a game know. more than once?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know. No, That's you, why you have pristine you sleeves. Let's so. talk. I don't use <laughs> yeah. sleeves. I, on principle, I'm opposed to the concept of this game.
0: That's fair. Because it it's all about sleeves. This is put stuff in sleeves, the card game.
1: They finally made a game for those people.
0: For those people. It's great we get to do this for fun everybody uh, well let's talk about another game that I originally was kind of laughing at and then I watched the video and I was like maybe I do like this has anybody seen love letter premium this is the big box version of love letter it gets a component upgrade with chunky wooden hearts all of the cards are oversized and I believe they're tiles or they're at least thicker uh, cardstock and this adds the five to eight player expansion which includes new roles. I was originally like, we don't need more Love Letter. Leave me alone. But the box is nice and big and all the cards look cool and there's extra cards and stuff. I don't know. I was kind of excited. It looks cool.
2: My whole thing with Love Letter is it's nice and small and you don't need a big box and it's got a lot of game right there. I don't... I guess if you want more boxes on your shelf, but for me, the appeal of Love Letter is just the the amount of game that comes in that little pouch. Now, are they going to release the expansion for those of us who don't want this giant thing sitting on our shelf i have not heard about that yet i would like to try new roles i think that would be cool if they're going to release it in regular version style yeah that's
0: what interested me the most
1: i want them to expand the batman version i don't i'm not interested in regular love love letter anymore just batman
0: it is the best version
1: yeah i know so they should just work on that one now
0: i well you know they're gonna have 18 different kind of premium love letters now they'll all get the upgrade okay you'll have Full on bat signals now. Just big old chunky.
1: Like a flashlight. Lights.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Another one that we're talking about Bloodborne the Card Game. This is from Eric Lang, a uh, card game version of the popular punishing, seizure inducing from frustration video game. Uh, this is one of those video games that went back to basics and wanted to create difficult games again because they thought that the video game market was getting too easy, and Bloodborne is painful, and now it's getting a card game version that hopefully Eric Lang is trying to recreate the frustration and the sadness that comes from playing this game. Um, now, you're not a video gamer, Tiff, but this is like a crazy, dark, gothic horror. It's kind of cool. Uh, Dan, I know that you were originally kind of eh on this one.
2: If it fit. If it was a board game, I would be a little more interested. Um, the fact that it's just a card game, I think that kind of lessens my interest a bit. I don't get into Eric Lang card games all that much. I know he's he's done some... I, the one I like, I guess, the most would probably be Game of Thrones that you introduced me to. I didn't care for Star Wars um, and Warhammer. Just no interest at all in that. Um, but... Yeah. This one, I, I, cause I've I, because considered playing Bloodborne numerous times because it looks kind of cool. Not really my normal genre to get into as far as the horror is, but it looked, I liked the gameplay aspect of it. But yeah, if this was a board game,
0: you, you'd you color me interested, but card game, no thanks. Well, how do you guys feel about kart racing, like Mario Kart kind of stuff? There is a game called Crazy Karts coming out uh, through Portal Games. This is team-based kart racing. Uh, where one person controls the vehicle and the other person controls the cannons and weapons and things like that, and you can't talk to your teammate. It sounds kind of neat. There's no kart racing games out there right now. Sounds better than Space Cadets.
1: <laughs> and again, we wish Stephen all well, the luck in the world.
0: <laughs> this is Portal Games. <laughs> I
2: know, but when I think when I think team-based cooperative games, I, Space Cadets is the biggest probably on the market. Is it not? You guys did not give Dice Tool a fair shot. It was fun. Okay. I, I like I it. I don't get into those big kind of team-on-team games. <laughs> but this one sounds cool because it's only, you know,
0: teams of two. I like that aspect. Yeah, I think it, it sounds kind of neat. But we'll have to see how it, how it pans out. They've got some other good things coming out of Portal to check out. Uh, one of the things Ben and Matt back in the news, this time accompanied by John Gilmore... Tiff, how you feeling about Wasteland Express Delivery Service?
1: I'm going to buy it.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I just can't because wait to see what the combination of Ridback plus John Gilmore makes. It's such a strange thing, those guys working together. And I'm glad that they did. Like, so much theme coming off of this game. It's it's unbelievable.
0: This is uh, Mad Max trucker style. You are delivering stuff. Um, this is 10 scenario, like camp. I don't know if it's campaign style, but it's scenario based. The narrative explores across these 10 gameplays. It's got crazy, awesome, like Mad Max comic book, gritty, creepy artwork.
1: It's in um, the miniatures category. You know it's,
0: <laughs> I, it's yeah, but you know, it's going to have solid mechanics underneath because Matt and Ben don't do mechanically bad games like it's going to have crazy engineering math underneath of it and it's going to have this layer of spikes and dirt on top of it any interest dan is this a thematic game you could get into Mm. yeah (laughs) oh no it's hurting him it's hurting yeah it hurts me to see this direction that those two are going in um
2: no i'm kidding um i will try it yeah this isn't an instant buy for me like everyone else um but i would i would try it for sure because, like you said, they had a hand in it, and but I don't, I don't know it, if they can overcome
0: any Dead of Winter. It looks in too it. fun. <laughs> for it Dan. Look too fun. It looks awesome. The art is okay. The and art. You don't associate John Gilmore with just Dead of Winter. I know that's no, not fair. kidding. I like his other games, a lot actually. Uh, let's talk about Dan's other favorite game. <laughs> talk about Leaders of Euphoria. Choose a better oppressor. This sounds amazing. Dan, Dan can get behind this one. Tiff, how you feeling?
1: Um. Well, you know I love Euphoria. Do you know what the expansion adds? Did you do any research into it? Because I haven't.
2: This isn't the expansion. This is a standalone game set in the Euphorian world.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I need more Euphoria this is box. This game is basically
2: expansion. it's basically Good Cop, Bad Cop. So that social oh God, deduction no. game
0: put into the euphoria world (laughs) for four to eight players i almost got tiff roped in Mm,
1: nice try man do
0: your research tiff
1: well i didn't see this one down at the bottom i looked at all the other things that we've talked about just i missed this one and it's okay that i did because i'll never buy it if it's like good cop bad cop (laughs) that game is dead all
0: right well those are all of the games that are floating around right now lots of new stuff coming out lots of cool stuff coming out but let's go ahead and move right along to some bgg golden geek awards news i'm gonna run down the list of some of the awards that came out recently uh some of the ones that we would be most interested in we will chat about them and see how you're feeling so game of the year pandemic legacy yay or nay sure yeah you knew that was gonna win like there's no i i think so i like it uh best two player game seven wonders duel I uh, yeah I'm not, I'm not mad at that i think it had a shot yeah. There were a lot of two player games that came out. Um, but I think that Seven Wonders Duel was probably the most applicable across It's the most well known, so And it's really good. Like it's a smart game. I like it. Uh artwork Mysterium. This is actually what I chose for my artwork when we did our um our nonsensical yearbook. We like we like Mysterium's artwork. I don't not like it, but I think there was better.
1: Probably better. Yeah. I can't think of anything Who off the top of my for. head. I might I might have picked Mysterium. I don't know. I Well don't we remember. did
2: when we did ours it was like best like overall not just the artwork and i picked blood rage for that i don't think blood rage has the best artwork but when you combine it with those ridiculous minis with those minis it wins yeah i got you artwork i don't know i thought ashes had good artwork i thought yeah mysterium had good artwork there was a bunch of them this year like it's gotten a lot harder to win that category
0: uh family game code names i think that's a no-brainer uh most innovative pandemic legacy i think that that's fair when we look at innovation although dan you probably take qualm with taking one style of game and mashing it with another style of game what was this instead of actually innovative? innovative But most innovative
2: uh yeah i think the way they did it was really cool but i don't think it like it wasn't anything they took pandemic which is a known property and they took legacy which was a quote you know known uh mechanic of sorts and they just put them together I guess the way they did it and the way it worked so well was innovative. Maybe I don't know. I haven't played it, so I don't know. But again, I thought there was a couple
0: of oh, it was. I, th- I don't think it should have beat out Five Hundred Four. Yeah, Five Hundred Four was pretty wild. I
2: think. Well, I think in terms of just sheer innovation. But I mean, are we talking
1: was... about innovative games that people actually have played? Because I haven't really heard too many people talking about playing Five Hundred Four.
2: Well, then you're getting into the basis of the geek, golden geeks, to begin with. So it's like just you know. You and I probably didn't even vote, to be honest with you. Yeah, so um, I understand why Pandemic Legacy is in there, but, you know, for me, most innovative would have been 504. Even if you haven't played it, you have to respect what the guy did with that crazy jigsaw of a rule book, and, like, it's... I agree. It's insane, like... To just sit there and fathom how he uh, you know just doing like design for one game my brain like explodes this guy tried 504 in one little box
0: all right well one you'll probably take qualm with because we did so in the pre-show strategy game also pandemic legacy we get it i i am everyone you like pandemic (laughs) we get it pandemic legacy is good
1: vote for something else
0: i I don't know if i would have voted for this for best strategy game but maybe that's because when i first thought strategy i thought euro which isn't fair you know that's bucking my own rule there um i think that's what
1: is implied when they have strategy game and thematic game i mean that's what i read and they should just make it euro game and not euro game
0: i mean there's definitely good strategy good cooperative strategy in pandemic legacy we experienced that during our whole gameplay but there's part of the thing is like having it in that category and having it win obviously means that other games aren't getting recognized like marco polo was number three and marco polo was a great game so I just didn't like that it pushed out some other titles because we get, you know, I agree. Pandemic Legacy was great, but it won game of the year. So let somebody else get some recognition.
2: You know, it it kind of goes back to that whole why Pandemic Legacy is number one now kind of thing. Like I, there was probably some kind of campaign to push it through every, I don't know. I don't understand people's obsession with like making games Rise and lists. I don't get it. Yeah.
0: People people like to buck the system, well, man.
1: And people like what they like, and some people are more passionate than others. Like I feel that I have my things that I, I really super like, but I'm not going to get on a forum and be like, listen, guys, we need to make this happen. I'm like very passive about what I like. You can like what you like, and I'll like what I like, and my games don't need to win awards because that's how good they are.
0: Tiff has already started her campaign to get Star Trek Mage Knight to be number one. No. She's pushing. No. That's... She's pushing or La Isla one of the two
1: (laughs) you know it's fine I'm not surprised that Pandemic has won every category and it's fine a lot of people like it
0: yeah because it also won thematic game so it won thematic game and not thematic game so good for Pandemic Legacy you managed to be both and uh, best podcast pertinent to us Uh, we weren't expecting to win but we appreciate all the votes and support Uh, that went to the Secret Cabal Gaming Podcast and there are 20,000 listeners so you know he can't expect to to hang with the big dogs, that, right? That
1: makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. So good for them, and uh, you know, thank you all for supporting us through the uh, the Golden Geeks. Maybe next, maybe next year. Secret Cabal can't win next year. They can't. You can't do it oh, No, Dice Tower it can. No. Yeah, so they'll they'll just, just it'll just alternate. Dice Tower <laughs> <just> keep <alternating. laughs> That's okay. That was- pretty much pretty much incestuous hobby of ours yeah well a couple quick app news uh lanterns is on its way we love lanterns here uh, fun little game it's coming in app version soon and uh this got added to the show notes apparently the game is coming to uh it's already out to apps but good luck oh. finding it because when you search the game
2: <laughs> on the <laughs> itunes app store you get about ninety five thousand results. Eighty yeah. seven thousand results so it goes back to hey guys you have the dumbest named game of
0: all time, Awful. and the game isn't even that good either.
1: Does the game have, like, a tagline <laughs> that you can search for to find it? Like, I don't know. It
0: has that German one in BGG. It's got, like, das Spiel,
2: blah, 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 Isn't blah, it like, blah. the English one? Like, the game, see if you can play it, or something, like, ridiculous. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is um...
1: <laughs> see if you can play it. That would yeah, be a it's great tagline. It's
2: just something ridiculously dumb that they put on there. Like, the game, play it again and we lost matt
1: oh no, nope, he's fine
0: i lost my copy i don't know where That's it is Okay.
1: <laughs> mine's in german
0: um yeah it is it's like can you survive the game would you like to play a game <laughs> and so we're gonna round out the news with some reprints uh Tois and the ladies of twa which every time i read it i call it troyes uh that is not what it's called uh, those are coming back out, which Dan, you traded years away, right Tiff, do you you ever play these guys? I never got to play these games. I'm love playing them again. Twa,
1: love. Twa. yeah,
0: are they good? So it's good. good. I know nothing about it. I them.
1: love anything that's EuroE but also uses dice. I have kind of a dice obsession thing, but I don't really get into the thematic games that use dice. so whenever a Euro game uses dice, I'm all about that. I haven't I have the ladies of twais, but I haven't played with that yet.
0: I'd like to play with the ladies of tois.
1: I bet you would. Ooh, the
0: ladies of Trois. That's the theme of this episode, apparently. Next up, Ra is coming out. That's going to be the next from now it is Asmodee North America. It's not FFG anymore or whatever. So Ra is going to be the third game in the classics line. And this is now officially under the header of Windrider Games. So um, it's a sub com, uh, sub company within Asmodee North America. That's going to be the, the publisher on the box or one of the names on the box now. So I guess their classic line is just going to be all Canizia games? Is that the deal?
1: I guess so. Apparently.
2: I guess when you design like 700 games, like you're bound to have a few classics in there. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I, this is I like another raw. one
0: that I will probably pick up. Yeah, I, I've i got Samurai now. I've got Tigers and Euphrates. I like Canizia games, apparently. I didn't realize that until I started buying all these. So this one looks pretty sharp, but I've never played Raw. So. Yeah, we'll both have a copy of this one. I like this oh, Okay, I well, it. maybe I'll just play dance cover. Oh, you hate, hate it? it. It's not good
1: I mean, it's not my really? game. Yeah, I'd hate it. It's, I've played it twice
0: It's
2: this it's the style of like closed auction system that I can get behind Where yeah. it's not like all open bidding and all that blind and nah, there. Just it's all out on the table Let's throw in a little bit of chance and let's do I this. have really I like
1: yet to find an auction game that I truly like so. Oh, they,
0: most of them suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree, including this one.
0: Todd is so sad right now. Sorry, Todd. Doesn't he love auction games? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, another Canincia game from AEG this time. Shot and Totten's getting a. Is, I say that right? Schoten. Shot, and Totten. Totten? Shot Totten. Totten? Isn't Shot and Totten? Isn't that Battleline? I believe so. Okay. So that's coming out from AEG. Um, they also reskinned their Seven he- Heroes. What's that called? Seventh Hero. They reskinned that and gave it super cartoony artwork, which is way better than the uh It's the super, French version. Yeah, it's uncomfortably realistic in the American version. Um, where like that elf with his bow just stares through your soul, man. He it's just, it's some of the worst art I've seen in a board game it's, recently. It's pretty rough. It looks like nineties uh, like VHS <laughs> if you played Dragon Quest or something. Um yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh and the last game I always pronounce this wrong. Is it Quind? Quinn? Quinn Games? Quind? The people who do Quind? the fancy reprints? I think it's Quind. Quind. Quined. <laughs> games. They are doing Papa Paolo, which will be their next uh, fancy Papa reprint. Papa Paolo. What up, dog? This game looks really... I had never heard of this. This game looks way cool. Do you know about this? I don't... Is this a, Is this an original from them, I thought? Like, I don't know if it's
2: ever been out... They usually uh, okay. do like they usually do like like souped up versions of like multilingual yeah.
0: games, but
2: this one I thought, and, and you know, I'll probably get corrected if I'm wrong, but I thought this was a new a new game from. Them. Okay,
0: maybe I'm wrong. It, this is going to get the the treatment though. This is going to get the fancy treatment, I believe. So it looks really cool. It's about making pizza and delivering pizzas. The theme is fantastic, uh, but it does have some auction and bidding tiff So I don't know if you're going to be into that. Uh, but also some pickup and deliver. So you're doing some action selection kind of stuff, and then you bid to see how many pizzas you can deliver and things like that. I thought it looked really cool.
1: I like that the uh, Board Game Geek description says, Papa Palo is a game, and there's no other information on the page. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: That's all it's <laughs> Yes, yeah, right. so if you, if you look up Papa Palo, there's two entries, and the entry that you looked is the one that I looked at first. The second entry actually has some detail, so that I think there was a mistake there. <laughs> but yes, it says Papa Palo is a game, and that's it.
1: Oh, I found it. There
0: we go. Click on the second entry if you Google uh if you look at this on BGG. Yeah, the designer's not even on the bot like they haven't even yeah. from the BGG maybe not news, a reprint. They didn't even know that the designer wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it is on the BGG page, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, there that are a lot of
1: mechanics in this game that I don't like, so pro- yeah. probably not one. But it me.
0: sounds I like the theme, sounds cool. I'm going to be checking it out. Papa Paolo. And it's great to say I like alliteration. <laughs> it's very satisfying. All right, so we're going to move forward into Kickstarter Spotlight. we got a couple projects to talk about and a couple ones to quick mention. First up, The Goonies, the card game. And I need to be quiet now because I was not born and have never seen this.
1: What? So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
0: I don't want to talk about it. I know. It's one of those <sighs> things that I shouldn't admit it's, in public on a podcast. It hurts But, yeah, my I've heart. Ne- never seen The Goonies. Yeah. So never It's a seen good movie. I don't think it's
2: as great as everyone like makes it out to be. Thank you. All right, Dan movie, to my though. defense. I think it's a good movie. I've seen it numerous times and like I know my wife really likes it too. So um but I don't I don't think it's like the greatest movie of all time like some people make it out to be.
0: Well, Dan does love one thing though and that's Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. Third time in the news. Yeah, they're a co-op. What are they doing to me?
1: We should have those guys on apparently <laughs> so we can ask them what why they're doing this to you, Dan.
0: I think that they are an eclectic T- uh, an eclectic duo and i think that you could learn a lot from that day i
1: think they're joining the dark side way to go guys <laughs> fun games this is a
0: game that is up on kickstarter right now it will be ending april 14th it has met is fun it has met its funding and 25 bucks gets you a game of the goonies adventure card game tiff do you have you've backed this because i got a notification this morning <laughs> that you backed it. of
1: course i've backed
0: so wh- what do you think of the goonies i
1: I mean, the Goonies, I probably watched it at the right... The card game, oh, I should oh, say. Oh, well, I, th- I was going to launch in my <laughs> thoughts on the movie.
0: What do you think about the Goonies, the card game?
1: <laughs> it looks great. I think it'll be fine. I, it definitely is honing in on the nostalgia I have for the movie, obviously, but I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I think it'll... I asked Matt specifically if he thought it would be a good game for my uh, board game club kids, and he said yes. So cool. I'm think it'll be fine i'm not usually a fan of card games but this is goonies and it's those guys so yeah i watched the video but i haven't done any other research besides that because i trust them
0: the general idea is that you're trying to get the i'm gonna butcher the synopsis of this movie represented in the game um you're trying to get some treasure you're trying to get there first before an evil family does mean things to you or some guy steals the treasure island. Yes. Uh, but you're. One eyed Willys. are this is just sad. Yes, and the, there the we family go. is the one-eyed Fratellis. Willy. The Fratellis. And you are collectively playing cards to overcome obstacles and things like that. So it's not turn based i don't believe it's like obstacle based kind of thing so um if you can overcome the obstacles and get to the treasure first you know you guys win as as a collective now Dan, this is a co-op but it it's designers and an ip i and an ip you kind of like where where do you fall you going to back it you're not going to back it i backed it you backed it mm-hmm. you going to play it yeah
1: no, he's just going to get it <laughs> autographed easy. and it'll sit on a shelf. And frame it, <laughs>
0: shadow box it. Yeah, I think that looks pretty cool. Price is right. Um, the Goonies, the adventure card game. Yeah. All right. Next up is a game that Dan started out excited about and is now super frustrated with. This is Magica Mayhem, the card game of elements, spells, and mayhem. And this will be ending on April 14th as well. It has met its funding goal. And it looks like it looks like twenty five bucks will get you a copy of this game.
1: I'd rather have two copies of Goonies. I'm just gonna come <laughs> right out and say that.
0: This is based off Magicka the video game, which now has two versions out. It's on PC, it's on PlayStation, probably some other platforms. A game about um, wizards running around. You're trying to basically just complete quests. So standard like fantasy stuff. The trick with this game, the video game at least, is that you cast spells by inputting element code so each button is an element you make random combinations of elements and all of a sudden like a rock falls on your friend's head or you shoot a fireball at something so you're trying to memorize the spell combinations and when you're playing cooperatively the your memory can fail you sometimes and you might accidentally send a tsunami at your buddy and he'll fly off a map and die so it's kind of crazy and wacky mayhem is the correct word to use when you describe magicka but uh is fun how you would describe this game dan what do you feel what do i feel i feel like it's how do you feel? tell me about your feelings dan so let's start at the beginning
2: (laughs) in the beginning (laughs) i was born i love this video game it's a ton of fun especially when you play it with your friends because it's just this chaotic like button mashing oh crap you just dropped like 13 tons of rocks on my head but i'm laughing about it because it was kind of funny um, because you don't know how to mash buttons correctly, which is usually me. I have a question. Um, so, yeah.
1: Have you ever laughed until you peed your pants? Because this Kickstarter page is telling me that that is going to happen.
2: I have laughed. You're going to pee your pants. It says it, it twice
1: in like the first inch of the page. It's like it pee does. your pants hilarity is what it says. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. The rule about
2: number that. one of being funny is you don't talk about yourself being funny. Like that's just <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: solid a, advice. You got to be
2: humble. Exactly. But um no, I I've, I've never peed my pants laughing. I have come to tears actually playing this game with Smee once. We literally were just crying laughing because neither of us could get our button combos right and we go into this giant battle of like 15 enemies and we're just killing each other and we didn't touch a single enemy because <laughs> we were hitting the wrong buttons. But I digress. This game's ugly.
1: It is, and it looks like the womp cards womp. are going to be real hard to read. Am I wrong?
2: Look, yeah, the the graphic design is miserable. They're putting like white, like white text on this like light brown background. I can't even read it on the Kickstarter page.
1: And there's a lot of text on the card, so it's probably important that you can read it.
2: Yeah, the art, like, uh, it's f- yeah.
1: It's just okay, but the cards themselves look a little on the busy side.
2: It looks subpar. Yeah. I'm, I'm not excited about this. I was as soon as I saw the link in the show notes. I was like, oh, hello, Magica, And then I saw the game and I was like, mm, goodbye, Magica.
1: Since we're giving advice these days, I, I would say make games about classic 80s movies, not about video games. Stop doing that because usually board games that are made based on video games are not as good as the video game that's how i feel
2: i would agree with that although there is one i'm really looking forward to that's coming out soon and that's this war is mine i'm really looking forward to trying the board game of that because the the video game is excellent and it's got this cool like tense narrative and i think they could make it interesting in board game form so i will say that that's but other how, than that i agree with you completely that's
1: how good this kickstarter is we're talking about how excited we are about other games that aren't being kickstarted yet
2: 700 people are excited for this game i'm sorry twenty thousand dollars on their twenty five hundred dollar goal matt yeah all
1: right are you one of those people are you one of the 700 no
0: no 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 (laughs) okay good no no no, no, i was
1: worried because you were looking a little sad
0: this is one of those games that makes me sad because i think about other games that have failed wanting equal to or less money yes and i'm like uh-huh. it's the same thing that happened with the exploding kittens thing. I'm like, three, $3 million? Why? There's so many games that were good that didn't fund, and people want to play this instead. I'm just, you know, Kickstarter's a fickle beast. Yeah. The people. The people. Let's talk about one last game before we move into some quick mentions. This is called Yakatori, a competitive game of grilling for profit. And this game will be ending on April 22nd, It has not quite hit its funding goal as of this recording, but hopefully it will soon. Uh, It's from Daft Concepts. This is Benny Sperling's design. And basically, this is worker placement, buy low, sell high kind of stuff. Uh, You're selecting actions, you're buying food, you're cooking the food, and then you're selling it for a profit. Um, What really drew me to it was that you work on these, well, one, it's like all this um, laser-etched wood kind of stuff which has a great look to it Um, and then also the game the way that it works is it's made up of these skewers so it's got a very kind of like tactile element to it where you're putting things onto these wooden skewers to organize your your player board and things like that so it just has such a unique look to it and then I mean the gameplay sounds interesting too it's like a 45 minute 30 to 45 minute euro game plays up to five people Um, So I just thought that this was a unique project floating around out there. It has a very kind of handmade Handcrafted kind of look to it Um, And it will run you there's some lower options if you're going to BGG Con or if you live in Utah, but it looks like it's going to be 59 bucks to get it 60 bucks to get the game Um, and that's where I kind of wonder if that um that low print run is gonna is driving the price up a little bit, so Uh, But I thought it looked cool. This looks like something that Tiff would be interested in. That's kind of why I picked it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you picked it. This is one of those I discovered it through Matt and I'll probably back it kind of things. Because, I mean, it just has a neat look to it. And it's hitting a lot of those things that I look for. 30 to 45 minutes, it's worker placement, and it has dice. Come on.
0: I think it looks pretty cool. I'm
1: liking the look of this. It's a little pricey. I would
0: back this instead of (laughs) Magicka. (laughs) <laughs> yes. You save your Magicka money and then it only costs you $40 to get this. $35. Think of it that way. That's
1: what I'm doing. I'm saving the money that I would have wasted on a terrible game based on a video game and putting it into this awesome, <laughs> handcrafted uniqueness.
0: Yeah. I think that this looks pretty cool. Very, very Kickstartery. So uh, check that out. That is Yakitori, a game for of grilling for profit. And we got two quick mentions that we want to chat about. The first up, um, Dan, I'm gonna let you speak quickly about Sub Rosa. Sub Rosa, spies for hire. This is this is ending on April 12th, and it hasn't quite met its funding goal yet, but it's almost there. Probably make it by the end of its uh, campaign. This is a micro game, Dan. I know you're a little down on micro games, but we got to play this one.
2: Yeah, micro games aren't in high on my list right now, but this one was it was okay. It had. Um... It's basically five cards, they're double-sided, and each one is a, a quote spy, and they have a special power, and then each person is given a number of bidding tokens, and two of those tokens have a star on them, which allow you to activate an action. So you're basically blind bidding for these spies, and at the end of the game, um, whoever pulls in the most spies by having you know the most points using their bidding tokens on each spy is gonna win. So it's, it's a fairly simple game, and it takes 10 minutes tops, so um, I like that about it. And it it had some clever interaction. Matt, I I will say I played it since we played it, and and we actually played one thing wrong, um, because you're bidding, and then whoever bids last on each uh, card, you're gonna, they lose a point off of that uh, value. So there's oh, okay. a, a couple of the cards allow you to kind of manipulate. When you play your token with a star, that, that goes face up. So you know you know Matt played a three to that column. But he gets to take the action of the card he played next to. And a lot of these cards let you either manipulate the cards themselves or manipulate tokens between the different cards. So you can kind of redistribute, bluff a little bit in what you've put down, and you can take ones back in your hand and replace them. There's, there's, there's some definite... Interaction and synergy depending on the cards that are flipped up. So it's five different ones every time so yeah, it was actually um, I, I liked it a lot better once we played it right because that minus one actually swings things quite a bit in your thinking so yeah, it's great and it's it's gonna come in like a wallet. So similar to like uh, Jason Tagmeier's wallet line games it's gonna come in one of those little plastic wallets. So very portable um, if you're into micro games, definitely check it out. I think it's gonna go for like 10 bucks shipped or something like that. It's it's pretty crazy. It's uh, done by designer Robin David and it's put out by oh, I can't think of the name of the publisher at the top of my head. sorry, apologies, but it's the gentleman Nate who runs board game hour. So a good dude. Um, and it, it's, it's a good it's a good project to check out.
0: Yeah, uh, it looks like it'll run 12 bucks. so that's you know right in that micro game price tag worth it, you know, I'm sure everything will be quality, and it's area control, which you don't get too many area control uh, micro games. so I'm a big fan of area control, so yeah, I dug it, I you know, now we got I gotta play it again with the right rules, it sounds like, but uh, very cool, so that's Sub Rosa, Spies for Hire, over on Kickstarter, and the last game we're gonna chat about, uh, mainly because I'm interested to know what you guys think, Colosseum the Emperor's Edition is out, and this is coming out through TMG, it'll be ending on April it'll be ending on april 16th it's crushed its funding goal and 60 bucks gets you the reprinted version of coliseum with metal coins that's their big uh big thing but uh, i wanted to know you know dan in particular because fan of the designer right i'll let i'll let the lady speak first oh okay well, polite
1: i have nothing on this one so the lady chooses tiff i'll
2: i'll take it from here um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, this is. I think this is Kramer Kiesling, isn't it? Or at least Kramer. It's it's Kramer and Lubke. Yeah. Marcus yeah. and Lubka. Gotcha. Um, this was one I've had on my radar for a while. Um, the reason being, one of the shops here in Bel Air actually had a copy of the original sitting on their shelf, and I knew it was OOP and going for, Buku bucks at the time when I saw it, and they were selling it just for the base what sixty bucks or whatever the original. I think it was Days of Wonder. Is the original yeah. publisher, but don't quote me on that again, but, um, yeah, and I, and to be honest, I can't remember why I didn't pick it up. Um, there was something that, there was a couple of things I had read about, like, the player interaction that mm-hmm. I wasn't sure would fit, but this was a couple years, this was a year or two ago, so... I know as a group, we've kind of matured and kind of been able to play certain games with each other that were maybe a little more conflict-based or had more high interaction than we normally would. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to check it out. I, I honestly just don't remember anything about it other than you're going around a coliseum.
0: Well, you're you're building little tiny coliseums is what you're trying to do. You know, you're trying to make the best show around. And um, so it has you buying up events and different kinds of things to add into your coliseum.
2: So you're buying... Are you buying? Are you building a coliseum? Or are you building a show for the coliseum?
0: Well, you're building a show. You're uh, you're you're building the show for the coliseum. You know, you're building. You're buying gladiators and musicians and chariot racers and things like that. And um, you're putting on this show, but you're each doing that. You know, you're each doing that. the The stretch goals here, we've got some you know component upgrades and things like that. But it looks like the game overall has been updated from the older version, um, new board and things like that. So this is definitely one that's been out of print for a while that people have been clamoring for, and I say people kind of generically, but I know I've I've seen on numerous occasions people wanting Coliseum to come back out, and I know that this was was a pleasant surprise to people, kind of like when Luna got reprinted and people were happy to see that one come back out. So Tmg's um, grabbing some good titles to to bring back out. I'm looking at this one. I think that this would be a fun game. Um, 90 minutes, three to five players. Got Wolfgang Kramer on the box, so you know I think there's a lot of good things going for this. Um, sixty bucks is probably retail, though. That's what I'm wondering. That's the only thing. I don't know. Well, it says MSRP eighty, so I guess maybe sixty bucks is the way to go. Maybe, Mm -hmm. or it'll be forty
2: after it releases.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) true. So, uh, but one to check out: Coliseum, the Emperor's Edition, and that is all of our Kickstarter spotlights and quick highlights. Let's talk about some league news over on NonsensicalGamers.com. We have two reviews up that are brand new. We have Circus Floccati, a canizia filler game that we talked about um, set collection uh, press your luck and we have mule which is an economic game we just chatted about this one as well on the previous episode episode 41 uh, economic game buying and selling materials and trying to power your little solar powered worker mules uh, so check out those reviews we have our question of the month blog right now i pulled a question from joel eddie over on facebook he does a drive through review so shout out to him He wanted to know, if a game sucks, who cares if it's innovative? Uh, So we've got our blog over there, uh, some of our League member thoughts on that question. And uh, feel free to go over to the comments and comment on that if you have some thoughts. We will also have our League highlight for Smee out, so you can find out who the heck is Smee and what's he doing, since he is so mysterious. As always, if you ever want to check out what we're playing weekly, you can check out the What We Played Last Week blog that's over there on nonsensicalgamers.com. And with that, we have closed out the show, Broadcast News, for March 31st. Thank you all for joining us. If you ever want to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook by searching for the League of Nonsensical Gamers. You can shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Head on over to the BGG Guild number 2077 and join the thread and ask for a tiny Meeple Shield micro badge. We will tip you some Geek Gold to get one of those. Check us out on Instagram. Feel free to use hashtag nonsensicalgamers to tag your photos, and we will check those out. As always, iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. They help us uh, improve the content. They help us get noticed and more people listen, which lets us interact with you guys. And that's all we really want to do. Hearts on board game links help as well to get the show some recognition. But if you ever want to chat with us directly or you want to see how our top of the stack is going, everybody, I played Rune Wars, kind of. It was great. You can do so by finding us on Twitter. Tiff, if anyone wants to chat with you, where do they do that?
1: I am at IneptGamer.
0: And Dan, if they want to chat with you or get a little personal, ladies.
2: At League Nonsense, or if you're a lady of Trois, at Scandalous
0: underscore Ned. <laughs> or a lady of uh, Tesla versus Edison. Yes, if you're an intelligent lady who likes electricity. A lady with a stunning personality. Now
1: that we're sufficiently yep. uncomfortable.
0: You can find me at Cinnamon Buns spelled phonetically. Tips I already typing a tweet, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Check us out episode 42 next week. We will see you then. Everyone say goodbye. Toodles. Bye. Bye.